an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, welcome back to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. If this podcast has been broadcasting healing vibes into your life, please follow on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Your review helps other people find this podcast and the transformations continue. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit. Let's heal together. Positivity and joy are like two peas in a pod, right? They go hand in hand on their own. They're, they're so strong and so beneficial for us as people. I think most of us strive towards wanting a good life, wanting a better life, wanting more for themselves. And life gets in the way, our thoughts get in the way. So reframing that back to a positive, which creates joy in your life, just like joy creates a positive energy in your life. So the synergy between the two is such a strength and so important to recognize. I say, shift your thoughts, shift your future. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right. Today on the podcast, I have Kelly Cunningham, and she is an expert in joy. She has written The Power of Joy, and she is the chief joy officer at her company. I love that. So Joy, welcome to the show. I'm sorry. (laughs) It happens all the time, Amy. No worries. That's funny. So Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Oh, I'm grateful to be here. Thanks for having me, Amy. You're welcome. This is my pleasure. I'm excited to talk about this. Joy is so important. And oftentimes we kind of feel like it's out of our reach, right? But your book gives simple steps to have a more joyful life. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. But before we get started with that, can you share with us about your journey into becoming a joy expert? Like, how did you get started? I've always had a very optimistic view through life. I've always tried to turn and pivot to and challenge negativity and things that come up for me. So I've already had that, but we had just returned from living five years in the United States. And two months later, my husband had a traumatic brain injury. He got right back into hockey. We were trying to reimmerse back into the culture here, non-contact league. We had 27 months of recovery. And there was nothing, there was no, no easy steps. During that time, I turned to joyful moments, try to create some calm amidst the chaos. And it could be just a simple moment in the morning before everyone got three kids, two dogs, a husband suffering at the time, just to take a moment to reflect on gratitude, creating that attitude of gratitude. It's one thing to be grateful, but it's another one to be grateful on purpose. And I think it's important, especially when we're in a challenging season in our life to help, I call it the reframe game, to constantly reframe the negative, to balance out sitting in sorrow. You need that joy. You need that lift. And if you don't pivot in a different direction to offset all of those hardships that come up for us all, it doesn't have to be as severe as a loved one's traumatic brain injury. It can be the simple things because they're tough too, right? We struggle each day 
sometimes with just life and all of us have that commonality with COVID now that we are empathetic and understand because we've been there. But when you're struggling with something where no one knows what you're going through, it's really tough. It's tough to maneuver through the day. So I think my tips and tools, I could say they're simple, not easy. You have to be consciously aware of how to apply joy to your life. It's going to be easier for some people than others because they're just more accepting to joy. You have to be open to receiving joy in your life. And I think that stands in a lot of our way sometimes for people that they don't realize that their thought process is keeping them from joy and the joy they deserve. I believe we all just deserve an abundance of joy in our lives. And I think essentially we're all striving for that in our lives. Don't know how sometimes to to capture it. So that's what my, my simple tips and tools are there to help you. I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just giving you what I do each and every day, tips and little things that I've learned along the way that have brought joy to me. So I can say I'm living my best life ever, best life ever status. (laughs) (laughs) You just said so many great things. I love that you just broke down this whole idea of like, you can be grateful, but an attitude of gratitude is different when you're grateful for something, you're just like, Oh, I'm really happy that I got this or whatever, but actually choosing an attitude of gratitude consistently, you're distinguishing between those two things that can happen. Like it's important to actually choose that attitude of gratitude. The other thing that you said was how you distinguish between these things being simple, but not necessarily easy. And I think that's cool because Mm -hmm. we were, before we got started on the call, we were talking about some of the things that I had read about that she had on her Instagram. And, and that's what I was saying is like, isn't that interesting that for instance, being the first to smile is easy, right? Cause you're just smiling, but people don't do it. And sometimes when I enter a room or I I'm walking on a trail or something like that, and I smile at people, I get the feeling sometimes that it's hard because I can tell the person is feeling awkward before I even start to smile. Like they think that I want something from them just because I'm smiling at them. Right. And I just, I'm like, yeah, exactly. So I like that you make that distinction between uh, simple, but not easy. And then also, like you said on your website and in your book and on Instagram and all this, like live your best life ever. And I, I like the way you put that. I don't know. And when you, when I read that, that way, it really just hit me. Like, first of all, I do believe that in reincarnation, but this idea, yeah, like of like live your best life ever, 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 ever. Like it's kind of funny. And I kind of think that that's pretty epic and that's pretty awesome. And of course the other distinction you made was how some people aren't even open to joy. And that's so sad because that becomes from a place of unworthiness. I always plug this and it's coming up. So I'm going to say it, the four agreements, they really do help you to, yeah, to be, to feel more worthy because when we start following those things, we gain more self-esteem because we realize more about the journey and there's already so much you've given us. So I am so excited for this conversation. So can you tell us more about how we can do these simple steps or what are some more simple steps that we can take to have more joy in our lives? Yeah, absolutely. I call it the exuberant intent to thrive. You wake up in the morning and it's it's human nature to wake up and think, oh, I've got this to do. I've got that. You've got lists and tasks and people depending on you. And that can sometimes feel overwhelming. So with the exuberant intent to thrive, it's like, okay, well, I can only do one thing at a time. I'm human. And I going respect is a big thing that I coach a lot. And it's respecting yourself too. 
that I think sometimes we respect others more than we take the time to respect ourselves. And that, that essence of unconditional love and that self-love and the self-care and making sure you're giving that. So just waking up and monitoring good things about you and then good things about your day and carrying those forward. And if you don't think you can remember them, then you write them down or you send yourself a voice message, like whatever it takes for you to redirect your thoughts. Because we do, we tend to make a lot of assumptions that reflect a negative light. And when we're only looking through a lens of negativity, we're not seeing the whole picture. So it's like, I would ask you to reproduce and I want you to draw this picture, but I'm only going to show you half of the image. You're only seeing half of the answers. Yes, there's negative things that come up in life for sure, but you're not seeing the possibility and the solutions to step towards the good, the positive, the joy. So I say you have to look at the full scope of things to really see how you can move forward in your best possible direction. We definitely have to take that perspective that I like to call it the 30,000 foot view of like, yeah, like how is this happening for me rather than happening to me? And that just, that's a small distinction. If you're looking for more joy is like, gives you that like childlike quality of like trying on a treasure hunt, like how's this happening for me? And then you actually get into a different state, which is the parasympathetic nervous system, which is also an empowered state by being open to the fact that there is a solution and that it could be out there and it could be good for you is, is huge. And that can help you find that joy that you're looking for. I like that. Before we got started, I also meditated for this conversation and I heard through in my intuition expectations are the thief of joy. And so I was like, wow, that sounds really smart. <laughs> I'm like, I sure I'm not the first person to say this. So I, I, I Googled it and then I came up with another one, which is comparison is the thief of joy. So I definitely want to talk about those two quotes. Someone else has said the expectations are the thief of joy. I am in like 2014. So it, it's a book, but when you really break those things down, those two quotes, you start to realize it, that it's true. So I want to talk about that. So one of your favorite quotes, and it's even in your book, that comparison is the thief of joy by Theodore Roosevelt, right? Is that yes, how you said it? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about that? That starts the chapter off, run your own race. And it is everything that you meditated on. And it's so amazing. Like, I just feel... I don't know. I just feel really excited that that happened for you in your moment of meditation before this conversation, because it gets me so excited. Like I talk about pacing. I talk about comparison. One of my quotes is envy will leave you empty. And I think that's really powerful people to meditate on and how to redirect those feelings because they're not made up of anything good. You're not going to accomplish anything by being envious about someone else. So running your own race is such an important avenue moving forward for you because you've got to be your own self, your authentic self. And when we're consumed by others, and it's hard in social media, I'm not saying it's easy, but little things like I say, take a comparison and turn it into a compliment. What you're feeling is on some level, something you want for yourself. And that's okay. You can look Mm -hmm. to others to see, oh, you know what, I'm going to strive for that, but put a positive twist on it with a, a compliment. I really like what you're doing there. Say if it's at work or if it's a personal thing, I love what you're wearing. Where do you buy your clothes? Like, don't, don't just sit back and not say anything, communicate with the person. You're going to make their day. So you're going to give them a joyful moment. I call it the ripple effect of joy. It's kind of 
that's on the same principle of the law of attraction, right? What you're putting out there, you're going to get back. So maybe it's something that they can help and lift you. Like if it's a work-related thing, a skill set they have, look to them. Don't be afraid to, to, to ask them. You're going to, they say they don't have the time to help you. You're going to be no further behind than you already are. Mm-hmm. But at least you've taken that step. And it does, it will, even if they aren't willing to help you, which most people are, most people are more than willing to take a moment and help lift you as well. Like a good person, a good leader is also a good mentor. Yeah. Those are one of, one of the things that I focus on in that chapter and pacing ourselves. Like that's a skill for runners, right? They don't just go all full out and not have put into place some stretching and warm up. Like we sometimes just wake up running, right? We're such busy lives. So it's, it's allowing yourself moments, exactly what you did before this talk, Amy, is to take a moment of meditation, your next moments, and I call them me moments, my energy moments. And it's just those, even if it's a few seconds, just centering yourself back into the present moment, being aware of what's around you. So you don't feel like every moment is flying by. You're actually in the moment. Right. Which brings me to the next one, which was the expectations or the thief of joy, because when we are in expectation, we are not in the present moment. We are out in the future. Most of our energy is like trying to see what's coming or, or thinking that we should be somewhere else than where we are. And when we think we're somewhere else where we are, obviously you're going to be sad, not joyful. (laughs) It's just the way it's no, it's, it's right. robbing you of that joy. It is. Isn't that interesting? I, I'm so surprised that that came through so clearly like that. And obviously a lesson for me as well, because we were talking before we started doing the podcast about how we can have expectations of ourselves because we're human. We mess up, but like both of us were like, well, we're just going to be ourselves on the, the podcast, our authentic selves, because that's yeah. all we can be. And that's why we're here. And that's yeah. okay if we make mistakes. So it, so expectations being the thief of joy, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to implementing that into my life. Mm-hmm. Even more than just looking at where I have that back to the comparison part that you had just said, when you were talking about me time is yeah. what you called it. It's like my M-E. energy. Yeah. It's a me moment. So M E my energy and yeah, just sort of resting in that in reflection to, to see where you want to head next instead of racing through and then thinking, Hey, how did I get here? Cause you right. didn't take the time to be mindful around it. And it, it's true. You've really got to source that energy within. And if you don't take the time to do that, which, you know, I know you talk about that. I talked about it in a podcast. I wrote it down. It's really important. Oh, something emotional. Freedom technique. Freedom technique. Yes. Yes. I loved that. And what you were saying about it. And I was just like, this is very in line with tapping into joy. You tap into it by tapping, right? Like, and this is like, joy is just another way to tap into that energy that you need, that clarity that you need moving forward. I just want people to recognize it's not hard. It can be steps, but it's important definitely to live a good life. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly conditioning that we've received around, for instance, expectations or comparing or various other ones, but we need to to recognize that that power is in with our, within us or in our own hands that we can change our life. And once we get empowered, then we have someone like you who presents these steps and then we can implement these steps and then we can find this joy. What I love about EFT, and we've talked about this before on the podcast is just, it's, it's releasing 
these preconceived notions that we had about life or the grief that we have or the trauma or the programming. And then that allows us to see the world differently and then choose joy consciously. And, and here's the thing that I love about the brain. When you consistently do something over and over and over again, your brain actually will wire in that way to see the world that way. So it gets easier and easier and easier. So at first (laughs) choosing joy might be hard, but if you keep doing it, your brain will then want it more. The neural network in your brain, like the actual connections get thicker and stronger and the signal goes faster and it becomes easier to choose it just like electrically. It's so incredible. Yeah. And I mean, of course, and we're same for the negative. So let's focus where we're focusing our thoughts is so important. And it's so important to protect yourself from that energy, the exterior energy. It's one thing to work on yourself and build you up, but you've got to also protect yourself within relationships and make creating those boundaries. And as you said, we've got to lift those limiting beliefs. that we channel in and sift through it. But yeah, I mean, even just the the mirror neurons, they absorb the energy around you and lift you. So I'm very, yeah, I'm very protective of energy around me. And I think since I've written this book, even more so some of the research that I did for the book is just, this is, I have to move forward in this direction. And I'm not consciously aware of it sometimes, but I'm just like, oh, I was just protecting myself there. Right. And I think it's important to keep that karma. I call it in the book, harmonious balance. So I say that harmony is like bejeweling a balanced life. We need balance in life and everything we do when we're out of balance, we're out of sorts and things don't go as smoothly as we'd like. I think adding that element of joy throughout your life will balance things out. And I call it harmonious balance. Wayne Dyer talked about balance and I loved his book about that. So you were saying some of the research about mirror neurons. Do you want to share more about mirror neurons? Because I, I am a little bit familiar with it, but they're fascinating. And I know that I have a lot of mirror neurons and that's partly why I can read people so well, like I can connect. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. uh, Share. share Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, what I talk about in the book is in my chapter of the ripple effect of joy and how mentorship and especially for younger generations, like we have to be emulating the energy we want to see in them. We can't just expect them because they're being bombarded. Like this is a whole new generation with social media. They're not in real time. They're not physically with relationships all the time. There's a different, much different dynamic. So I think we need to support them even more. And it's that, yeah, I talk about the, the imitating, like it's, it's known that through the mirror neurons, it's like, it's sort of like an imitation, like imitating, right? That's the children imitate what we're doing. We imitate the energy around us. And so we've got to be careful of how we're presenting ourselves, how we're moving forward. And if we're getting stressed out in between everything, our kids are seeing that they're picking up on that. They're mirroring that energy and that's their reaction to challenges in life too. We've got to redirect our attention and learn ourselves, which the book helps you do, how to channel our energy differently, how to react differently to circumstances that pop up. And obviously all of us are dealing with different levels of things all the time. Like we can't avoid conflict in life. So we've just got to 
redirect our energy and our reactions. I think is super important. And our kids are going to mirror that energy, younger judge, anybody around us too, right? And those are the people you're going to attract and lift and nurture those as relationships as well as your own, like yourself as well, to add that element of joy to your your day and your life. And yeah, I, I love that you had brought up two things around children and social media this idea that they're not really physically interacting with people. I never really thought about that being a component of how much it's affecting them. Like I know a lot of the reasons why it would affect them, the comparison and and things like that. It's always funny when my son says things like, I want a YouTube channel and and I think I'm going to get a million subscribers. I'm like, well, it doesn't really work like that. (laughs) Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. So they don't understand this idea of like not having someone around to energetically feel, and yet they're still hearing from them and making up their own mind about them. That's a very interesting thing. And now I feel a little bit more like it is so much more dangerous than I was thinking about it as for children. I think adults can be, but I think we grew up having relationships and meeting outside and having to navigate those things. I think oftentimes we don't even like kids nowadays are struggling with that, especially after COVID the day-to-day things. It's funny. Like my, my son wasn't very good at cutting with uh, a knife and I didn't realize it until we went to my parents' house and they were like, what the hell is he doing? It's like, I, I was like, well, we haven't really gone out to dinner and like had it's experience, right? Exactly. So you don't know what you're missing until it, like you're in a different situation. But anyway, <laughs> the mirror neurons for me, I am very good at actually becoming the other person oh, when wow. I'm working with somebody. So like I actually embody their energy and I can feel what's going on in their body through those mirror neurons. It's pretty intense and pretty, crazy. that is pretty, that's pretty incredible that you Thank can you. just immerse yourself in their energy energy, not the end, because you're, you're t- tearing down your own bias. We all have those bias, right? So that I'm fascinated with that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think it honestly has to do with a lot of letting go of the ego and just becoming whatever it is that I need to become. And, and it's interesting because now I'm, it's like, I had an ego and then I dismantled it. <laughs> and then now I'm rebuilding something that's not ego, but it's, my uh, true authentic self. Anyway, that people listening to the podcast know that I've been going through my own finding myself. I was a twin or I am a twin. I always say I was a twin, like as if I'm not anymore, but it was, we don't live near each other anymore and I'm not in her space all the time. So I said, oh, wow. I feel like I've really developed my own identity now. Oh, um, and bet. to me being a, a twin, you're, you don't, you share an identity. You just do mm-hmm. uh, at least for, at least that was my experience very, very solidly. Wow. <laughs> I, so you also, when I was going through your Instagram, I saw that you had put positivity is priceless. Yes. And I, and we're, we're going to, we're just going to acknowledge that there's sometimes this toxic positivity. So sometimes talk about that. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you, I said, I said a a pessimist probably wrote that, but it definitely needs to be addressed too, because you're not, I'm not just like, I have a cheery voice. I've got a good energy. I want to boost you. So you're going to see that energy through my posts. And some people are going to think it's too much and that's okay. They might come back and see again and see if the tips outweigh the the energy that they're a little scared of. And I get that. But I say that positivity and joy are like two peas in a pod, right? They go hand in hand on their own. They're, They're so strong and so beneficial for us as people. I think most of us strive 
towards wanting a good life, wanting a better life, wanting more for themselves. And life gets in the way, our thoughts get in the way. So reframing that back to a positive, which creates joy in your life, just like joy creates a positive energy in your life. So the synergy between the two is such a strength and so important to recognize. I say, shift your thoughts, shift your future. And I'm consciously aware of that each day. I'm doing that each day. Like I see perfectly imperfect, fabulously flawed. I talk about that as well. Whatever it takes, talk about a warrior spirit. And it takes a lot of courage to turn towards that light of joy. And it will light your path forward, moving forward. It will give you that sense of peace, inner peace, which is such a foundation to help you maneuver through whatever you're dealing with, to recognize that you are not going to be pulled, even though there's a storm going around you, you've still got a calm within you. And that's going to support how you feel about yourself, how you help others. Because when you lose that sense, you, you do, you feel lost. And it's hard to stand strong. I say stand strong within your values too. So sometimes we get confused on what those are. Social media doesn't help, especially for younger generations, to really take that time in that inward look, like meditating, but it's for a few minutes to reflect on what's important to you because we're being pulled in so many different directions. And um, I don't know about anyone else. I get easily distracted by things like an idea and recognize that it's, you know, it's not actually for me and it's okay to say, Hey, this is not working for me. That's not in line with how I roll. And so I'm going to just move in a different direction. And just being okay with that and supporting yourself. Because sometimes our authentic self tells ourselves one thing for so long, we feel like we can't dial back or pivot and you know, change in a different direction, turn over to a new chapter. So I just say like, you can create a new chapter at any moment in time. So if mm-hmm. something's not working for you, you don't have to stay stuck. You can move forward, re-channel your energy in a different direction. You can claim something else to be what you want to do in life or how you believe it, and that's okay. I think sometimes we get so stuck in the story we're telling right now, we're afraid people are going to judge us or that we can't move in a different direction because we've created that identity with this story, but you can always wake up. It's a new day, create a new energy and move in the best possible direction that supports who you are in the moment, not maybe the past, but setting you up for the future to have that best life ever status. It's wonderful that you said that. I'm definitely learning more and more and more to really listen even more deeply to myself. And part of my, I just got my human design read. Have you ever done that? No, but you'll have to send me something on that. That sounds amazing. It's ridiculous. You're going to love it. Part of my human design is if it is, if it doesn't feel right, it's not for me. Like if it's food, if it's a person, if it's a location, if it's an idea, just like what you were saying to try these things on. And for so long, I, cause I grew up one of six kids. So I really just was like, I felt like I was in a constant storm, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) things happening all around me. Yeah. So I kind of just try to go with the flow as best as I could, even I'm going to be 42 and I still am like realizing I don't want to do that. And then, and then I'm like, wait, okay. So that's okay. 
somebody will say something and I'm like, no, no, no. I, I think I want like in my head, that would be a good idea, but my body says no. And I, I don't think it's a great idea. So it takes courage. And actually one of the things that I also saw on your social media, so social media, let's just say this, like it can be amazing. And like, if, like we were saying, if you can try on the people and curate your feed, like how I have done, I have people who I absolutely adore and love and want to hear from in my feed. So to me, social media is actually wonderful and it's a way of connecting and, and I'm grateful for all of the connection in terms of like, cause I, I silently root on people in life. And so to oh, for me, I, cool. <laughs> I do you. the same thing. That's so wonderful. Yeah. I, I actually think your human design might be similar to mine. In mine, it said that uh, I had a love for humanity, which I a hundred percent agree with. And I always thought was silly, but here I am. That's why I have a podcast that I'm broadcasting healing vibes out to everyone. You had a post that I wound up sending to someone that was so key. And now I want to make sure I say it right. Okay. Having a soft heart in a cruel world is courageous, not weak Mm. weakness. We've talked about this on the podcast. There was uh, Marley was on and she called it vulnerageous. So when you're Ooh. vulnerable and courageous, it's hard to do. It's hard to be that person that smiles first, right? It's hard to be <laughs> that person that says you can do it because other people, a hundred people in a row will say, no, you can't do it. It's hard mm. to be that person. And it does take a courageous heart and you're not weak because you, you know, have, this positivity or no, this belief no, you're a warrior can. spirit, right? You're, you're, you're living in at the essence of who you are. You're putting your faith in yourself and whatever higher being that you believe in is so important. And, and taking that courage with that faith, you need to take courage because it's nothing tangible that we can see with faith. So just, just moving forward with that energy is, is so brave. I'm so happy you said that because it is, it's like, I'm, I'm going to continually be who I am. I'm a lifter. I'm a lover. I'm a truth teller. I'm a joy seeker. So this is, you know, how I roll. And this is how, if I can just shed a little light on any of these things to help lift you, that's a good thing. That's, you know, when I'm like you, I cheer people on. If I smile big at someone on a walk or whatever, and they don't smile back, I take it as maybe in reflection, that will be something that lifts them. And if not, I'm going to say a prayer in the moment to hope that their their day continues on, that they interact with joyful people, because I know that will resonate or perpetuate some sort of energy that's positive in their life. And maybe that's what they needed. So I'm just, I'm continually trying to not think, oh, they didn't smile back at me. Like never, I never have that reaction. I've learned to just, we're all going through things. Maybe they are a little skeptical. What is this smiley lady doing? It's different. (laughs) It's weird. It's like, whatever. I don't, I don't look at that. Like I think judgment's such a waste, right? Mm -hmm. Like leading with that love which will, I say, joy is the light of love. So when you lead with love, you get a beam of joy back at you. And I think that's the essence of what I believe in terms of how we should maneuver through the world. You have such an incredible way of stating things. What did you do before you did this? I was fortunate enough to be at home with my three kids Went to university, explored life, and I've always been an adventurer and explorer. So I didn't always take, and I talk about it in the book, the A to B, the B to C path that a lot of us take. 
I discovered and explored in different ways and came out with a lot of the same results, but it's just, I've learned through this process. I didn't recognize, I feel like it's always hindsight when sometimes when we discover things, like I discovered I was a warrior spirit and I put the princess at the end of it because <laughs> that's just me. And in retrospect, it was in reflection. I didn't go through those 27 months of struggle and everything we went through. And I say struggle because of the circumstances, but well, the reason I wrote the book was to debunk that survival is the only mode to get through challenging times. Thriving through them, you're able to. Because sometimes we think we have to, we have to create, the story has to be like, oh, well, they're suffering. And then you become the victim. Mm. Well, through it, I, I didn't want to relate to the victim. I didn't want to create those stories or that narrative. So I was always shifting my energy along the way. So it's important to recognize that you have a choice to be a warrior. And a warrior is just someone who has that inner courage to keep going, not to say you're not going to sit in the corner and cry for a few minutes, but you pick yourself back up, redirect yourself. Don't focus always on the problem. You look towards the solution. And yeah, that, like we said before, that present moment mindset, what can I do in this very moment when I feel like I can't do anything? Create that autonomy to self-direct, to lift yourself, whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have a, a very similar human design to mine. <laughs> Just listening mm, to you. It's, that, it's that like so many things are coming up throughout yeah, this conversation. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yes. So one is that a manifesting generator is a Buddha warrior. That's another way of um, <laughs> our warrior Buddha or however you want to talk about I like it. that. But um, also it looks like for, for energetically speaking, listening to you speak uh, that you're very good at getting into the present moment and analyzing that moment and picking out the, the gems from the moment and then sharing those gems. That's what I see you doing energetically and they, they carry a vibration, obviously, because words do carry vibration. And I, I absolutely love how you put things. You're definitely a gem on this planet and sharing love and light and helping us Thank to understand you. and get closer to happiness and joy. So yeah. is there anything else you want to share with us? No, I think I've said a lot and I appreciate <laughs> this time and I've learned a lot about you. So now I'm going to do a little sleuthing myself. This has been such a wonderful conversation. I really feel like, I feel very grateful. I just love to be able to share my thoughts. And as I said, just to hope that it'll lift somebody, let them redirect when they said, oh, well, I, I can do that. Like, that's not, yeah. I'm always here to cheer you on. As I said, like, I'm, I want you to have these greatnesses within us all. We deserve great things. So we have to tell ourselves great things. We have to determine things will be great on purpose. So it's just, that's probably the thing I'd leave you with is just to, to remember that and to write it. If you don't, if you don't believe that right at this moment, look at ways to work towards believing that because it's the truth. As I said before, I'm a truth teller and we're all here. We all have purpose. We're all on this planet together. And to recognize that we can do great things. It's a really important thing to back yourself up with each day. And you get to choose how you want to feel in any given moment. And, and that was one of the first things that I learned. I was going through my own spiritual journey and in the beginning, and I came across a song lyric that was happiness is something you create. And I was like, 
<laughs> so it's not just something that happens <laughs> um, or you just falls into your lap. You really are a co-creator with the universe. And once you start to engage with the universe and you start to play with what you want, you get the choice to choose. And so I'm grateful that there's the power of choice or sorry, the power of joy. No, I was going to say the power of choice, but it is, but it yeah, is a choice. choice. The book, the power of joy is available to everyone to help them on their path to greatness. Oh, I hope so. Why don't you tell everybody where else they can find you? Yeah. I'm on Instagram. A lot of the time, I think it's joy underscore one. You could Google Kelly Cunningham and you can got some of my articles come up, which are always a good read because there's a specific topic. One that came out the other day that I can't even think of the, the online magazine it is. You continue to move forward with patience. You're still pursuing where you can. You're actioning, again, back to that autonomy. What can I do when there's so many things out of my control? I can take back a little bit of control with that patient pursuit. And it's not easy. It's that's a tough skill, but it's such an important skill in all areas of our lives, right? To have that element of patience will create that element of inner peace too. Yeah. Those are the things you get my book anywhere online. You just Google the power of joy. So yeah. I love this analogy that you gave about being the eye of the storm, because when you are quiet, you think about that, the eye of the storm, nothing happens there. Like it's, you're safe there. And if you go into meditation and you go into your inner world, you recognize you are safe and that you have much more power than you ever really imagined to create the life that you really want. And then you can address the storm that is around you and probably walk away from that storm or walk through it bravely as a warrior, if whichever you decide or ascend right out of it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> your choice. awareness, so important, right? Yeah. Yes. It has been a pleasure talking to you, Kelly. Oh, I hope you too. have a wonderful day and thank you for sharing your beautiful light in this world. Oh, thank you, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. You're welcome. All content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show, website or other platforms, including text, images, audio or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 